Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Doomsdake, episode 92. Right before this, you were saying that we are living like people in the wilderness? Yes, because we have no AC or heat. So we just have to live the temperature of the outdoors. <laughs> well, not the outdoor. We do close. Close the house nope. up. Nope. Temperature of the outdoors. It was 46 in here this morning. No, it wasn't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how cold it was outside, though. It was 46? Yeah. When we woke up this morning, I said 46. This is the kind of content that people love, I think. <laughs> Very time-specific about the weather. People are just going to eat this up. We haven't had an episode go viral yet, but I anticipate that this will be the one. We're on track. <laughs> Anything else we need to update the people about? Oh, yeah, we do. Because last time you were wishing that I would have as a roommate the weirdest weirdie. <laughs> you did not have the weirdest weirdie, but you did have a... Pretty loud snorer. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, all the people I was with on the trip were great. So there was no there was no weird person to be in a room with. But there were there was a a vocal Iowan snorer, which he recognized the second night. He, he was almost going to sleep in his car. I said, no, no, no. Come on. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Did people he, give him a hard time about snoring? I, no one gave him a hard time, but it was pointed out to him. Oh. Because at one point he was sleeping on the couch downstairs and everyone... Then the whole house could hear him. Oh no, poor yeah, guy! I know it was, it was a little uh, rough, but it was all good. It's just the cost, the cost of I don't know, I don't know what's the cost of leaving me alone. Leaving you. <laughs> yeah, you then felt bad when I'm like, oh, I I slept well one night of this entire trip, and otherwise slept worse than I do at home. I did. I felt really bad. It would have been actually helpful, probably more helpful, if you had had a refreshing trip and came back ready to help. Oh yeah, I came back exhausted. <laughs> so, and in the grand scheme of things, I did not think that through. <laughs> huh. I take back my curse. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, I think. I just have to update. That this is your final episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hopefully not. I just I it had a kind of finality the way that you <laughs> announced that. That's I think I have pinpointed. I just am really I'm having a hard time if I'm being honest with Julian his current age right now, and I think I have pinpointed it in a way I have not pinpointed it before, and it is that you just don't know. I feel like babies are so challenging because you do not know if what they are doing is weird, normal baby stuff. Like babies just do strange things and they make weird noises and they're learning how to sleep and all babies are different. So like there's just a wide spectrum of things that they do that is still in the range of normal, quote unquote. Or like, is there something really wrong with your kid and you haven't addressed it because you are just casting it in that weird normal baby thing. Right. And because they can't communicate to you other than like a very singular noise for almost any emotion that they are feeling like it's just so hard. It's so frustrating and stressful because you just don't know. You don't know what to do. And then you feel bad for not doing anything. But then you feel like you're overreacting if you are doing something. And I just, 
I'm just tired. It's a lot. And I feel like I'm losing parts of my memory. Like my brain has like shut down to like essential function mode. Like I do not remember this with Oliver, probably because we slept with Oliver, (laughs) but I just like can only access parts of my brain that it has deemed necessary, which are not always the parts of the brain that I deem necessary, Mm -hmm. but I just like blank on names, on things I'm supposed to do, on what I was doing two seconds ago. Like I just, I feel the like actual brain fatigue of not sleeping a lot. Yeah, I think I I do too. I I told you this, but we had a staff meeting. They were two weeks apart. And I started telling the exact same story I told in the previous staff meeting. Admittedly, the context was slightly different. But then I realized like everyone's looking at me like with kind of like awareness. <laughs> I just felt such burning shame. Did you notice or does someone have to point it out to you? I notice. You know how people are kind of nodding along. I'm like, you shouldn't be nodding along if you didn't know this story. <laughs> so, but you're nodding along. So I'm like, I, I, did I tell this story? Did I tell, tell it? Oh, no. Okay, stop. And then our intern was very kind. He's like, no, it's a good story. It's a good story. You can tell. I'm like, yeah, I just told it two weeks ago. Well, it's hard because I think like a newborn phase, like everyone has a lot of grace for you and you, you kind of have made accommodations in your life because you have a newborn and you know this is how it's going to go. But by the time they're like four or five months, like everyone forgets that you have a baby who is doing their own thing and not at all tracking with how you need your life to be. And so everyone just kind of expects that you are keeping on with all the things, all the work, all the relationships, all the house stuff. And it's not like it's back to what it was before you had that kid. So it never will be. Well, okay. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. I really don't think that's true. <laughs> Certain aspects of life, obviously. Change, yeah. But, but yeah, like, I understand what you're saying. Season. And so it's almost harder, I think, than newborn, newborn. And definitely harder than when they can communicate more. <sighs> anyway, that's well, my, that's thanks, for my bring, thanks for bringing the episode down. Update. We We're started talk about more fun. We things. started with weather. We moved on to the hardship. So if we haven't hooked you yet, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. I think you should introduce what we're going to talk about because this is coming from you. This is a concept that I've heard a couple times. One from Shauna Nyquist talked about the idea of being enchanted by what your children are enchanted by. And then there was something I cannot remember locked (laughs) in that unnecessary function part of the brain where they're talking about being a study of things that your children love. Being a study, a student, being Being a a student. student. That's the word. That is the word. I was trying to work this out the other day. I was like, that's not right. Student. That's it. Yikes. Uh, (laughs) Being a student of what your children love. And I was thinking of ways that we have done that for our kids, mainly Oliver, because Julian, as we have talked about, doesn't do a whole lot right now, but also of each other. I think you and I have become students and enchant, enchantedness, (laughs) enchantment, enchantment of We've been come enchanted by things that we each love. And so I thought it would be interesting to talk about that. To talk about the things themselves? Yes. Okay. Yeah, great. I don't know. Do you buy that as a concept or do you think that's a... Like I found that really profound as like a parenting philosophy 
I don't know. Do you agree with it? What do you think? Hmm? Yeah, I I think it, for parenting, it makes a ton of sense. Like to engage deeply with what your children are interested in, like gives you a level of connection and engagement with what they're engaging with. I'm thinking about it in terms of a romantic philosophy. I don't know. Why not? Well, I get it. But also, like, you can be two separate people and independent people. Like, you don't have to merge all these things. No, but it's a, it's not saying everything you do has to be. But And it's not saying, oh, I now have to absorb that into this thing that I also love. But in, being enchanted by something is not necessarily loving something. But you're, like curious about it you're a student of it like you want to learn you ask questions about it you want to i don't know yeah i think the student language the student language makes more sense to me than the enchanted language because the enchanted language to me is like you are entering their excitement their engagement their love like their kind of enraptured nature with the thing i guess that doesn't really make sense to me but you're more trying to understand why they would be okay so you're you're I like your student language. You become a student of the things that they love or are enchanted by. Yeah. Student language makes sense to me. Okay. And on a romantic level too. Like I think that's like, like you can understand and engage with something and understand why someone loves it without you suddenly having to love it yourself. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Tracking with you there. So I'm curious. Thoughts you have about either things from me or things from the kids. Well, I think with Oliver, it's very easy that we all watch Dude Perfect videos on YouTube now. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Briefly. Briefly, yeah. So he it started with the Rube Goldberg machine videos, and then it slowly morphed into Trick Shot videos, which has morphed into basically just a solo subscription to the Dude Perfect channel, which is great. Yeah, we've really, I mean, we all like those videos. We're like bought in. I was like, are they touring around us nearby? Like, can we buy like a premium subscription and get more content? Like, what do we do? How do we (laughs) sign in for this thing? (laughs) Because he loves it. They're wholesome. They're super fun. And I love that he then gets excited because he wants to do trick shots. So it's like something that's spurring him on toward activity beyond the tv as well and honestly really fun oliver and i spent like an hour yesterday morning like setting up trick shots and things you could do and it is so fun and fascinating and you're like also challenged because you like want to do the cool trick shots and for those who don't know what a trick shot is when we say that because there <laughs> yeah, might be sure. people out there we'll we'll link to a favorite video or two from do perfect but they're like you know you're shooting a basketball but you're like doing it in a unique way, like whether it's like two bounces before it goes in or it's a really long shot or it's, you know, ricocheting goes off, off something and or knocks this in. Yeah, it goes through the basket and then bowls over bowling pins. Right. So it's like these kind of kind of crazy, fun, partly lucky, partly skill <laughs> situations. Yeah. But we're all we're all in on Dude Perfect. Is there anything else with Oliver? Like we're like. I mean, we're still, I feel like, learning what he likes. Yeah, I was thinking, for me personally, the amount of balls that I play with in terms of, like, basketball, (laughs) soccer balls, tennis balls, squishy balls. Like, I've never been an athletic person or really liked sports. And so I just was never, I cannot remember times in my childhood where those would have been things I played with, like, constantly. And so I think there is some of that where it's just like, oh, these are these are 
ways Oliver loves playing. Yeah. yeah and so good. I think there's a little bit of that. And that's been since like he was little. Yeah. He also loves stuffed animals. And I think my contribution has been that all the stuffed animals almost have accents that they use. Yeah. You love that more than I do. And, <laughs> and he loves like kind of like made up people. So like my right hand is Sean, the emu, and my left hand is Willoughby, the wolf. And so, yeah, I, I engage with those most of the time. Sometimes I have to go have a nap because of his <laughs> obsession. Too much. <laughs> too much. But what about for each other? Well, I mean, my my classic example. It is the classic example. Is basketball, NBA specifically, and, and San Antonio Spurs even more specifically. Right. This is a team that you have loved for a while. And when we first got married, I remember you being like, oh, this is something I really enjoy. And I kind of honestly thought that I would just like this would be your thing and I would just kind of dismiss it. And your mom, shout out Kim Timms. Shout out to Kim. One point was not I did not feel pressure, but kind of more offhanded comment of just like, oh, you should like, you know, sit and watch a few games and you could do your own thing like while you're watching, but you just never know if you would get into it. And so I think that's what I did. And it took, it took a couple of years, I feel like, but you were very good. Like, yeah, you didn't pressure me to like fall in love with it either, but there is something to like just sitting and being in the presence of something and watching someone else love it. Then it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start asking questions. Like, who's that player? Like, what are these rules? And now I'm kind of interested. And I still think you love it more than I do, but. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no doubt about but that. I really enjoy it and I'm willing to commit financial resources to it and time and i think it's actually like a very fun family bonding thing and again like i was not a sports person growing up so i I, sports were on but i was never like very into a team so it's a whole new experience for me but i really enjoy that as a mutual thing we can share and enjoy together yeah that is that is the quintessential example i was trying to think about things that i have studied that are interests of yours. Yeah. And I was wondering what you're going to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I just was wondering. Do you have anything? No, 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 no. You have to say. Okay. Well, I do have. But I'm curious. Just do you have anything that you've thought about? Uh, yeah. I okay. do have one. Okay. I'm curious about what you have. I think I have become, I don't know if student is quite the right word, but engaged with your clothing oh okay you're not like a fashionista person but you like to be intentional with your clothing purchases and purchase quality items that look good and we have i think a generally similar aesthetic taste in terms of color palette and sort of level of flashiness i guess (laughs) as as advertised by the family photos we recently got taken where we're like, oh, we are wearing the exact same color shorts. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> that was not not on purpose. <laughs> but that said, I feel like there was maybe a time early in our marriage where if you'd asked me an opinion about clothes, I just would have been like, oh, what, like whatever you like best. But now I feel like I'm like, okay, if you're asking my opinion, like let me actually look at this. Let me offer some thoughts. Mm. Like let me engage with this. Like you're doing all this research. So let me actually think about like what I would like and what I think you would look good in. And, and then like you've sometimes done those like subscription order a box things. And then you ask me 
like what and you, you think are, about you're this. Honest and I'm in a very I'm pretty, way. <laughs> I'm pretty much honest. Yeah. So saved me a lot of money. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> so I think that's something versus uh, like just yeah, like oh if you bad. like it then it's fine. But like actually like trying to be engaged with it. So that was that was something that came to mind. I wouldn't. I would never have thought I had opinions about women's clothing. But then I think <laughs> out of our relationship, I'm like, yeah, you know what I do. Yeah. I do have opinions about what like looks good and what doesn't. They might be wrong, but I do have opinions. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great one. I really appreciated that, actually. Oh, thank you. Well, what, what did you have in mind? I was thinking in terms of I, I am in no means a foodie, but I do enjoy the experience of going to a restaurant and especially like a local restaurant and ordering like good food and trying different things. And I feel like I've kind of like swayed you a little bit to that experience or do you feel like it's just a factor of getting older having more resources (sighs) that's interesting i feel like i'm more interested in the concept of the experience and the experience itself almost never lives up to it for me so i feel like whenever we go to those places you you're still initiating yes so I don't know that I've fully become a student like of your love. Yeah, for you're, this. You're, I drag you a bit more. Yeah, I'm a little that. bit dragged. And I appreciate it. And especially if it's good, then it's like, oh, wow, that was really fun. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm fully engaged there. <laughs> I do feel like you, you've made an effort over the years, though, to be a more willing participant, at least. Sure, yeah. I mean, the classic example for us would be going out for drinks. Yeah. Which is not like, it's not something I grew up with. It's not something I ever did in college or really grad school either. So the whole idea of going out and spending an exorbitant amount of money for a small amount of liquid has always been, (laughs) historically has been challenging. But I, I think that's something I've studied and come to enjoy, enjoy more. Yeah, we had a number of conversations, especially pre-kids, when we, and we lived closer access to places where you could go get drinks, and so we could walk to, like, the local restaurant or whatever, and I would always be like, let's go, like, this is a great way to go, it, for me, it was always about, like, space to, like, intentionally sit down and talk, which, yes, of course, you can do that at home, but this, I don't know, felt, like, easier to carve out, and so I always kind of pushed for that, and you were... A little hesitant, resistant at first, but we got there, I think. Yeah, like I think I have been a student of your approach to life. (laughs) Yeah, more of an experienced person than you are. Well, that's for sure true. Even like really the restaurants thing is really about the experience for you. And I think that's where I maybe have been a student. So it's not that it's not necessarily that I've become a student of the dining experience. It's that I've become the student of spending money on things to do together yeah anything else you would say like either we with oliver with each other as a family the only other thing i thought of with you is i've become what you're about to go watch is a study student (laughs) (laughs) yikes again it is like i've never had just like literally i picture mental walls in my head and I like my brain's running toward it and it's like, okay, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna like 
clear. Why is your brain running towards a mental wall? <laughs> no, I'm in my brain running toward this wall. I'm like, I'm going to clear. I'm going to access what's on the other side. And then I just don't make it. And I run straight into the wall. <laughs> that is what I just am experiencing all the time right now. <laughs> Ugh. I could cry about it. Okay. <laughs> I have become a student of watching Survivor. Oh, yeah. I did not do that. Well, I, I had watched some seasons long, long ago. And you really pulled me into that. That's like your whole a bunch of your family culture. Like your parents watch it. Your oh, siblings watch it. We have friends that watch it. So it's very fun. And I am wholly bought in. Like I'm a evangelical evangelist <laughs> who cleared that one just Survive. barely <laughs> my foot grazed the bottom of that wall top of that wall <laughs> the bottom of the wall <laughs> I think you should talk though well I just wanted to say I don't that's not really a historical piece of my family culture that wouldn't have been until after I came home after grad school really that we started watching Survivor well Either way. This all goes back to my friend John Craig, and he got me into Survivor. It's when I was graduating college, and I finished all my classes, and I had nothing to do, and he would watch Survivor every week, and I thought, oh, I'll check out some past seasons, and then I, ever since then, I've been hooked. Things we do for people we love. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> There's the title of the episode. Maybe I should go into the greeting card business. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Or it can be for like cards for tired moms or cards that only tired moms would understand. I love you so much. My foot just grazed the bottom of the mental wall. Happy birthday. <laughs> birthday question mark. <laughs> Anniversary question mark. New baby question mark. Oh. Rachel, you done you done good to make it this far. <laughs> Thank I you. Think, I think maybe we should put a wrap on this before it devolves. Oh, until uh, next time. And we know you're curious what's coming <laughs> next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your dinner steak. <laughs>